I know we're going to do we're going to do the show like this because it'll be great for the listener. So is that what you're anticipating? Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Welcome back to the David Allen Show, davidallenshow.com. This is it, the middle of June. Uh, it's been the longest gap between shows that we've had in about a month. So, how are you, David? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just how just checking. Yeah. Good. Happy Father's Day, one day late. Thank you. You as well. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah. We uh, off, off air. <laughs> it cracks me up in a podcast. But anyway. Um, before we started the show, uh, we were talking about the coronavirus. Um, I saw this story uh, that kind of quotes the doctor, Tony Fauci, who is to be, who is to be, uh, Anthony, belie- I'm he sorry. didn't, he didn't go to medical school to be called Tony. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> he's to it's be, Mr. To you. he's to be believed oh, okay. and obeyed, I think. Okay. Uh, this from CNN, so it's clearly truth. The White House Coronavirus Task Force has been out of public view as President Donald Trump has shown an urgency to move past the pandemic, downplay recent surges in COVID cases uh, in some states, and get Americans back to work. But the nation's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has been warning Americans about the risk of further spread of the virus. On Wednesday, this was about five days ago, I guess, six, uh, Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy, Allergy and Infectious Diseases, joined the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services podcast, Learning Curve, and gave his expertise on the pandemic and the vaccine development process. Now, that's an interesting thing. I, I learned the other day on... The uh, the No Agenda show that <clears throat> his wife and we're gonna look her up real quick. <clears throat> we we I I'll look her up. Uh, F A U. His wife Christine Grady is her name. She is um. She didn't take his name. <laughs> she is the head of right. Democrat of the Department of Bioethics at the National Institutes of Health Clinical Center. Her job or her responsibility mm-hmm. is um let's see. She is responsible, I believe, for verifying and maybe authorizing. The efficacy, I think, of vaccine development. <laughs> Conflict of interest, anyone? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, maybe that's where they met. Well, I hope so, because she's got her name on some HIV drugs, which he owns a lot of. Um, uh, Is she a doctor, too, or <sighs> just uh, former gate? Gates, I'm sorry. <laughs> former what? <laughs> well, I didn't She know. has a BS degree which is probably you got that right oh sorry (laughs) and a a p and a phd from boston college so uh, she does uh, yes 
This is according to Wikipedia. She has a master's of science in nursing and a PhD in philosophy and bioethics from Georgetown. Anyway, uh, Fauci said anti-science bias is the co- in the country can be problematic. Well, of course. Yeah. One of the problems we face in the United States is that, unfortunately, this is a quote, there is a combination of an anti-science bias that people are, for reasons that sometimes are, you know, inconceivable and not understandable, they just don't believe science and, <laughs> and they don't believe authority, he said. So when they see someone in the White House, which has an air of authority to it, who's talking about science, that there are some people who just don't believe that. And that's unfortunate because, you know, check this out. Science is truth. Fauci says. (laughs) Truth. Hmm. Okay. Uh, It's amazing. Huh? Um, I think the scientific method is such that um there is no definitive sense of truth there's just that's what the uh the models or the theories state at this point but it's always open to uh to changes or oh, that's uh, incorrect if you listen to Fauci falsify it has to be falsifiable he say, he just said you heard him say it science is truth yeah. Right. Uh, that's that's what you're saying that he said. I read it. Uh huh. So if if it's wrong, I'm it's sure misquoted by. I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure you thought you read that by the Clinton News. But I, I wasn't there. <laughs> I didn't see it. Okay. True. Truth. Um, <clears throat> I I notice you don't have a mask on. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I see you hate people in your whole family, right? Oh, like what kind? Like a uh, hockey mask? <laughs> uh, I don't think it matters. Does it? I I don't know. I don't have a bandana on either. Or um, um, I don't have makeup on. Um, and? Where are you going with this? <laughs> and? Well, the the Minnesota Public Radio, you live in Minnesota. Actually, you live in, in an area where there were some shootings over the weekend, weren't there? Or was that last weekend? That was last week. Oh, <laughs> never mind then. Yeah, that, that was fun because uh, there was some, some person who started this crazy rumor that some cops killed a couple black kids. And a mob went and tried to burn down the police station. <clears throat> so that was just a rumor. It was a rumor. Oh uh, man! Yeah, he, he actually, the perpetrator was an 18-year-old black kid, actually shot a cop in the hand. And they could have, they could have shot him and killed him easily. But they didn't. But they didn't. But well, no, they didn't. Well, Maxine Waters would say they were out to get them one, right? I guess so. I mean, they should have. Yeah. So anyways, Minnesota yeah. Public Radio, this is uh, yesterday, uh, the 21st of June, Father's Day, <clears throat> middle of the day, they posted a story that was originally, uh, I believe, I, th- I thought it was linked from NPR, the National Propaganda Radio. Uh, it says, yes, ma- wearing masks helps, and here's why. Mask wearing, this article written by Maria Godoy. 
or God Oi, I don't know, one of the two. Mask wearing has become a topic of fierce debate in the United States. People opposed to mask mandates have staged protests, and one local health official in Orange County, California, quit her job after receiving a death threat for a mask order. Not long after, what? California... What? Apparently, she must have issued an order to wear oh, masks, and then someone okay. threatened to kill her. Okay. So she quit okay. her job. Good work. She really is in it for the people. Not long after, Gov- California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered Californians. Now, this is what? Is this the most populous state in the union? Mm-hmm. Californians, all of them, are to wear face coverings in public. Meanwhile, in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott recently allowed some counties to impose mask mandates on businesses, despite earlier ordering or uh, be, be that, uh, despite an earlier order forbidding penalties on individuals for not wearing a mask. While politicians spar over the topic, a growing number of scientific studies support the idea that masks are a critical tool in curbing the spread of the coronavirus. Take, for example, okay. the, meta-ana- <laughs> brother. the meta-analysis of 172 studies that looked at various interventions to prevent the transmission of COVID-19, SARS, and MERS from an infected person to people close to them. The analysis, which was published in The Lancet on June 1, found that mask wearing significantly reduced the risk of viral transmission. What this evidence supports, this is a quote, is that if there is a policy around using face masks in place, it does actually come with a fairly large effect. Study co-author Holger Schoenemann, an epidemiologist at McMaster University. Uh, Now, most of the studies in the analysis looked at face mask use in healthcare, not community settings. And they were observational, not the gold standard of science, or a randomized controlled trial, which would be very... The the gold standard of truth. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, so they're saying the gold standard of truth is a randomized controlled trial, which he claims would be very unethical in a pandemic. So apparently, we're not allowed to actually do real science. We just have to guess anecdotally well yeah i guess so okay i mean um about you know if they're going to say that uh wearing masks is such um uh, really significantly affects uh in a positive way transmission of the virus Mm -hmm. um then just you know open everything up and, and just say sure, wear a mask you're right and and <clears throat> and just wear a mask mm-hmm. but i don't think that they would say that because they they yeah i mean they're using it as a pretext to try to crush our economy so <clears throat> this guy's name is jeffrey shaman or shaman I'm very proud of him <laughs> An epidemiologist at Columbia University. Uh, Still, he says, the fact that there is a benefit from masks is clear. Uh, This is another quote from him. I personally think that face masks are a key component of the non-pharmaceutical arsenal we have to combat COVID-19. I don't know if I give a rip what that guy thinks. Right. If he wants to wear one, go for it. 
But you can't yeah. say it is unethical for us to do a real study. And so I just think that you need to do it because yeah, I think yeah. it's a good idea. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, um, uh, like when it comes to uh, CPR, they switch to chest compression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No more kissing. <clears throat> and the reason why they did that, um, they got data and it wasn't from the United States. It was like from South uh, America and other places that don't have such a strong litigious society <laughs> okay. where they actually did controlled. Oh, they did real controlled studies. Yeah. Oh, uh, unethically, just, apparently. Well, yeah, according to that. Uh, <laughs> but then these quote unquote unethical studies actually led to, you know, seemingly increase in survival rates. So, mm. <clears throat> well, yeah, because the, uh, the, the studies all showed that when you are doing chest compression, you are forcing air in and out of the lungs. Yeah. So there's no reason to blow carbon dioxide into them. And what they had found <laughs> initially is that when you would start doing chest compressions after like 10 or 15 chest compressions, you're starting to get enough pressure in the heart to force oh. blood out. Oh, and then and you just then, stop. And then you would stop. Right. And over long to build up pressure. And, and this way you just, you just keep it going. Um, so, so doing those unethical studies, that probably would be considered by most an acceptable collateral damage. Well, it, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I guess. To see if, I mean, if your method actually is doing its job. And, and, you know, think of all the different studies in medicine. Mm -hmm. you, you have to do controlled studies. So if you have this medication that actually helps people with cancer, mm -hmm. there are some people that aren't getting it. Yeah. That's true. And then it turns out that it actually worked. Well, you mm -hmm. consigned those people to death, didn't you? <laughs> right. So if it's if it's if if this is unethical, then everything in in uh -huh. science, a uh, medical science is unethical. Mm. You know? <clears throat> well, so well, actually this guy says very unethical. Okay, so, so then th it's all very mm -hmm. unethical. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do a controlled study, somebody's not getting whatever it is you're studying. <laughs> Did you happen to see last week the uh, House subcommittee hearing on some policing bill that uh, old Jerry Nadler was presiding over? Uh, penguin, no, I... we like to call him. <laughs> the Penguin. Um, we only say that because he resembles Danny DeVito when he played the Penguin in Batman from, what, the 80s? Yeah. Well, no, I think... Yeah. It had to be... Or was yeah, it early? I think the 90s. first one was eighty-seven or eighty-eight, so maybe ninety or ninety-one. Mm. Still way back there. Well, for some people. Mm -hmm. Um. I also. Oh shoot! Where's that at? Um. What's that? I saw. I may hold on. I <clears throat> I may have grabbed this on my phone. I hope I did because it was the. Breakdown of masks. Um, ah, shoot. I'm probably not going to have it here. But it was the difference between, uh, like, the mask you should wear, N95s, and just a regular, you know, the, the one everyone's wearing around town. And they uh -huh. said, well, that one actually does, you know, filters 95% of the air out. The N95 does. But they're still in short supply. So um, it's better if you wear the other kind. 
Yeah. This is just recently they're putting this out there. It's yeah. better to do that. So How? we're going to lie to people again. 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 Yeah. Fauci yeah. had the nerve to say, I think it was last week, to come out and say, yep, we just did that. We told everyone that um, because we didn't want a run on the supply. And you so, brought that up way early on in this conversation, that how in the world can we believe them when they will lie about that? Yep. So so at that point, the minute they admit it, you can't, everything they say is suspect. Absolutely. It has to be, yeah. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean everything they say happens to be a lie, but we have no. to assume it is. Yeah. Or at least take it with some grains of salt. Or 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 at least this, everything that comes out of their mouth is potentially being said to manipulate us to do something. Oh yeah. Well, because well that that's proved what it. this that whole absolutely thing was. proved it. Yep. Yep. Which makes me and this is one thing that <laughs> I'm wondering how much we're being manipulated in the news media. Now you have people like Jim Acosta and whatnot <sighs> that are just knee-jerk jack wagons. Kaylee, are you going to be at the Trump rally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, never mind. Are you going to be at the Trump rally? Yeah. <laughs> um, are you going to be wearing a mask? <laughs> um, well, why not? Is that just a political statement you're trying to make? Yeah. What a moron. Yeah. But my question is, is, is there an adult? Nah, maybe that's the wrong <laughs> term. Is there... Is there somebody who's actually um, pushing these people in different directions to manipulate us? Oh, you mean like a puppeteer? Yeah, a puppeteer. That's a good way of putting it. Is there a puppeteer? Because I, you know, I don't think that that jack wagon or, or the rest of them that that use um, their positions to try to push uh, a certain agenda. I can't believe that any of them have the maturity to think long term and it just seems it's more reflexive emotional garbage that comes out of their mouth and which you know right uh, people on the right do it too i mean our president is one of them I, hey, hey hey i said it and i believe it but he's better than hillary okay um but <clears throat> anyways my my question is <laughs> no he's not is <laughs> is is there are are things as bad as it seems? In what aspect? Um, in terms of the divide. Uh, so are you talking the racial divide that's being perpetuated on America? and uh, Well, uh, the world, actually. Yeah. Uh, Jesse well, I mean, Jackson currently is going after the Netherlands to have them stop Black Pete. Their tradi- Christmas tradition for decades, probably centuries, who knows. You know what they should do? They should blame, uh, uh, they should uh, 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 get rid of all black pens because that's mm. you're subjugating mm-hmm. black ink, which is a metaphor for slavery. Anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, and then there's Diet Coke. That's very dark colored. They should get rid of that because you're consuming that. Well, all it's Coke is like, really, unless you get the Coke, the, the clear stuff that no one drinks. Yeah, that's exactly. Pepsi. That's Pepsi. Exactly. And then maybe outlaw the color black um, because uh, racism. So oh, well, hold on then. If that's the case, would you have to force light into everything? Because isn't um, black essentially the absence of light? Uh. 
So, like, what happens in, when the sun goes down? Is that just racist? Oh, yeah. There you go. What about I'll, Alaska I'll, when it's dark for 23 I'll, hours a day? I'll, well, it's because they're racist. <laughs> um, but Against I whom? Mean, <laughs> doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I'm wondering, um, are they... Is the average person as upset as the media claims they are? Like, you know, I'll, I'll see stuff on, um, on Drudge Report and used to be more conservative. Now. Oh, but something's wrong there. Yeah. It is insane I mean, where it's gone. And yeah. not wrong. I, I just liked it because it was pretty broad in what it looked at. Yeah. It used to be and, across the board. Now it's pretty narrow anti-Trump. Yeah. And even the rally itself, the the narrative coming out of Drudge Report is that there's hardly anybody willing to go to a Trump rally because they hate Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be that there's a lot of people, um, well, one, it's Tulsa, and maybe people didn't want, I mean, it's not the largest city in the nation, <laughs> and maybe people didn't who didn't have COVID-19 didn't want to go out and and maybe some people were scared off because of, you know, what Antifa was trying to do and send, you know, people infected with COVID in. Um, but that's not that's not where they're going to go with it. Anyways, so, Mike, what do you think? Do you think, you know, um, you see the same people on Facebook saying the same stuff to the right and to the left? And but they're only a small fraction of like the number of of actual fr- you know quote unquote friends you have on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So a small percentage of people are the loudest. Are is it just um, media coverage of the big mouths and the average person is just like, man, just stop. I don't care. Let's just stop. I, just stop. Or is there really a lot of people that are behind, you know, the protests and everything else? Do you remember, maybe it was when Trump was getting elected, and maybe it wasn't Trump, maybe it was even back to Romney and McCain. Uh, it might have been Romney even. He said something to the effect of, I've got lots of black friends. And, and I mean, a lot of white politicians, especially on the right, tend to do that. They pull the, oh, I have some great friends that are black. You know, uh, right now, that is what's being told that like we're being commanded that we need to go have black friends. That's and you it. don't want it because you're racist? No, that- no. I, I It's so b- out of character <laughs> because I the last thing I want to do is go up to someone and say, oh, you know, I noticed your skin is pretty dark. Would you be my friend? Yeah, that's I need crap. A token black. Friend. Yes, is this, yeah. is this um a title nine in society now? Yeah, <laughs> societal title <laughs> right. nine. Yeah, that's true. Is it? Is a show title? Yeah, yeah. There's societal <laughs> title nine. <clears throat> title nine. Um, oh man. Um, but so that and I know again we talked about this last time we were on, but it drives me crazy that I'm now being. It's like we have to go out and find black people only so we can say and put on social media, oh, look, I got a picture with a black guy. How is that even remotely close to equality and to anti-racism? How is that not straight up racism? 
Because the implication is you must find people that look differently to prove that they're better than you or that you are not better than them. Why? Is, is it similar to um, uh, stopping and, and finding homeless people so you can give them a hamburger oh. or something? You mean like you going know, out of your way to do it? Yeah, so it's almost like you're but, pitying you're them. Pit, that's it. It is pity. Yes. It's absolutely pity. So what what do they call that? Uh, the soft racism of lowered expectations or something to that effect. <laughs> and which is true. Uh, you know, are, are black people uh, so less intelligent and less capable than white people that we have to go out of our way to coddle them? That so sounds rude? like what we're being told. And that is what I find so egregious about the whole thing. Because, like I said a while back, I don't ever recall, and I certainly don't want to teach my kids, that they need to go find and make sure that you have some black friends. It, okay, I kind of feel like it's the same way um, in, in the school system, there's this anti-bullying campaign. And, you know, we, we can do it in the, on the street now, but you certainly can't do it in school because that's bad. Um, mm-hmm. But the theory is you have the underprivileged kid in school or maybe the disabled or the handicap. Uh, what, what's it called? The, um, the uh, oh, uh, what do they call that? What's the opposite of disabled? It's like handy capable. That's the word. Oh. I'm handy capable. It's the biggest <laughs> load of bullcrap because it, all it does is puts a name on something so you don't have to make it sound like that they might need some assistance. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's like putting that because we're supposed to, in school, we're supposed to be forced to be best friends with some Everybody kids. Some, no, well, with, yeah. with, with the poor yeah. kid or with the underprivileged kid. Uh, or with the black kid, or with the rich kid, or no, not the rich kid, because they're bad. You got to be best buddies with everyone, especially yeah. the low, the ones that are bullied. And that's the answer. And I just feel like we're being told to segregate again. It's like we're being, oh yeah, commanded that segregation is yep. where we need to go. And I don't yep. know if, where that's coming from. I don't know if that's coming from the media. If it's coming from uh, the the BLM, I mean, when I think of that, I think of BM, which is not necessarily the best <laughs> thing. Um, and maybe there's some, <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's come. I don't know if it's coming from that. Is it coming from um, the Democrats? Is it coming from the far left? Is it coming from Russia? I, I don't know. Well, uh, some of that is the result of, um, I think, probably people being told you're horrible you're you're racist you're a nasty person because of the color of your skin which according to these people isn't racism mm-hmm. um and so people who believe it are like okay that's true but then what then what can i do to not be that way and so then there's this pay up yeah well, that's what they want. <laughs> I don't know. Did I did I share with you? There's a um, a pastor named Vadi Bakum. He he had a message called ethnic gnosticism. Mm, I think I saw, it, but I didn't watch it. <clears throat> okay. Um. Anyways, he's black, and he actually went 
to school, I believe, to get a PhD at mm-hmm. um, at uh, Oxford in England. And the reason why he went out of his way to get a PhD or get, a, I don't know if it was a bachelor's degree, master's or PhD, um, but the reason why he went there is that he didn't want anybody to look at him and say, oh, you're a doctor, you're a whatever because of... Uh, uh, because of his skin color? Oh, oh, because be, of because that's not, t- not Title Nine. What is that? Affirmative action. Yeah, because of affirm- affirmative action. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, when he was talking about ethnic Gnosticism, he was making the point that, um, and it, you could say it's uh, sexual Gnosticism, n- Gnosticism, referring to the f- how you know, uh, the feminists would, would say negative things about black people. And anyway, so his whole point is, is that, uh, the, uh, the race peddlers are ethnic Gnostics. So they'll say things like, well, I can tell, I can, I can just tell that Mm. that person is racist and it's not, it's not based upon any, any, you know, knowledge. It's just something that, you know, Mm -hmm. Because you're black, you know these things that nobody else can know just because you're black, you know. Um, and that's what's that's what's going on across the board. And, and, and it, it's a really good message because he, he really articulates um, uh, what's going on there. And um, there's no there's no possible way that you can win here. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Gasp. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. But Tucker Carlson, he was talking what? about... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he was talking about the soccer player in um, uh, some... I don't follow soccer because... Because <laughs> why bother? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not gay. I'm kidding. Nice. Uh-huh. Kidding. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, an English joke? <laughs> Well, um, there's a Serbian soccer player who plays for a an American team, mm. I think in in out in uh, Oregon or someplace. Um, I don't know where that it, is. Go ahead. Yeah, you don't want to. Um, anyways, his wife uh, tweeted something out in Serbian or Croatian, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're Croatian, you know that might offend you if I say Serbian and if you're Serbian that might offend you because I say Croatian but anyways so, way to go get them all yeah <clears throat> um anyways it was something to the fact she was criticizing these mobs that come in and destroy stuff mm-hmm. well Tucker Carlson was was making the point that there's no point in apologizing for things okay. because his or um her husband who's a professional soccer player the outrage mob uh was protesting so the management came down and they made him apologize apologize for his wife um basically uh um you know put down made made him basically put down his wife mm-hmm. apologize to everybody and they still fired him oh. for a tweet mm-hmm. that his wife had made and then at the end of it, 
the management uh, was all proud of themselves that they had done the right thing or whatever. And so he did everything possible to try. He did everything that he was supposed to do, and they still fired him. So um, anybody, look at Drew Brees. Anybody who apologizes for anything Mm -hmm. by these these pieces of garbage out there. I'm sorry. They're not garbage. They're people. But these jack wagons out there. um, I mean, it's it's the dumbest thing that you can do. Um, Adam Carolla. The left hates him. But he refuses to apologize for anything that he says. Yeah. And the left will just go on to the next person because they're not going to throw it. They're not going to throw everything against them. It's like a school shooter and a locked door. You lock the door, not just so that he won't get in, Mm -hmm. but a school shooter is not going to spend their time trying to kick down a door when there might be another door open. So the worst thing you can do is apologize the best thing that you can do is say, no, that's what I believe. If you don't like it, well, sorry, but I'm not changing my mind. Go somewhere else, you know, and. Uh, well, the the problem is it won't matter because all they care about is chaos and control is really what it, I, I think it comes yeah. down to, yeah. it, especially right now. And, you know, the, they're toppling statues all around the country. Uh, they've got to get them out of there. I saw a headline a little bit ago. Uh, they want to rip down statues of Jesus as long as they're white statues. <laughs> um, there's a website put well, together. Aren't most of them like bronze. <laughs> well, well that, I have no idea. So then they're not white. There's a website called noodlegund.com. Noodle noodlegund. It's a uh, it's a it's a spinoff of uh, a, a term that Adam Curry has uh, turned uh, coined, shall we say. Um, which is the idea that all these things are being canceled now. You know, we're canceling everything. And what mm-hmm. it does is it, it uh, begins to um, show who has been um, not canceled, but kind of. Um, ABC. ABC has cast its first black bachelor following an outcry for diversity. Uh Andrew Alexander, I don't know who that is. Oh, second city CEO. He steps down after accusations of institutional racism. Oh. Um, the Associated Press apparently has changed the influential style guide to capitalize the word black. Um, Aunt, Jemima, Aunt Jemima is being rebranded. Oh, what about Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, oh, he's uh, he's taking the summer off to think yeah, about to think about his, his Charles Barkley impersonation. <laughs> or uh, what about Jimmy um, Fallon? Fallon. Yeah. Did, oh, yeah. Well, he had to like beg and uh, like plead on his knees. You know, yeah. something we didn't talk about on air. I don't think um, the fact that none of these people have any balls. Well, there's that. But no, when you saw your uh, the the mayor of Minneapolis, or in the words of Trump, Minneapolis, um, <laughs> J- Jacob Fry is that his name? Um, Babyface Fry, I think is what they call him. Um, 
Did you see him when he was out there on his knees in front of the, the, the protesters being just berated? No. He had his little mask on and he's on his knees out there in the street. I expected a beheading because that's what you see from Al-Qaeda. It was, yeah. it felt like the same thing. You tell us, Jacob, if you're going to back defunding the police. Yes or no? You tell us yes or no? He says, I'm not in support of that. Hey, everyone, you get the F out of here, Jacob. Get out of here. We don't want your kind here. You go away. And everyone, remember, he's up for election again. We're going to get him right to his face. I mean, we have lost all sense of decorum to people's face like that. And I just assumed that they were going to kill him. And I actually thought that they lost all credibility when they didn't. Because they had the opportunity... To kill him? Yeah. Had that actually happened, now, it would not have been good, but it would have proved that these people are actually, they want something done. I mean, this was the, the French Revolution all over again. Oh, yeah. It would have been insane. You drag out the elites, you drag out the, and again, I'm not advocating they do that, but that's what I assume they would do based on their rhetoric. Because they're getting nothing done. They're destroying property for, for no getting no result other than they got the Boy Scouts of America. Um, <clears throat> they're showing support for Black Lives Matter. And they have a new diversity badge you have to have to be an Eagle Scout now. Um, so uh, let's see. And that's fascinating. This from CNN. This is June 17. In a statement released in support of the Black Lives Matter. Uh, the Boy Scouts of America said it will require Eagle Scouts to earn a diversity and inclusion badge. So this is this is my question about all this. You have the knee jerk reaction by the by the people in charge. Mm -hmm. You know, Chick Fil A doing all that they're doing now, and he's and shining Lecrae's shoes is what he's doing. Yep, yep. I mean, everything that they're doing. Is there going to be a backlash? That's the question that I have. Did you hear what Lecrae said? No. When uh, the CEO of Chick-fil-A hugged him? What? He said, how about some Chick-fil-A stock? Did he really say yes. that? <laughs> hey, I don't wash my shoes, jerk. It's what it seemed like. Just give me some money. So <laughs> Holy cow. So, is... Now, I think... I think this, the question that I have here will be answered in November. Mm -hmm. And that is, is the average person it is Thanksgiving. Yep. behind this or is the average person not going to say anything? And just go vote. Not just vote, but stop going to Chick-fil-A. Stop mm. supporting, mm -hmm. taking all their kids out of uh, mm -hmm. the Boy Scouts. Um, you know, everything where all these basically the same that uh that has happened to mainstream mm -hmm. christian churches that is going downhill rapidly is the average american gonna go i'm done i'm done with them i'm done with them i'm done with them here's the other thing have you ever bought cream of wheat uh i does that make me racist <laughs> if you have or haven't which one <laughs> Depends upon if it makes me racist. Uh, I I love cream of wheat. When I lived in Africa, I feel, we actually I feel this is a trap. <laughs> we, 
we we actually would bring it over or have people bring it over because it was such a a, a great treat in Africa, which has nothing to do with with race, but it's just uh, you know it seems like it has something to do with. <laughs> It's just mere coincidence just, that it happened I'm to be there. I'm just being honest. Because <laughs> you can't buy it there. Uh, anyway, since 1893, B&G Foods of New Jersey uh, is the maker of Cream of Wheat, the name brand. On their box is a black chef holding up a bucket, of, a bucket, a bowl of cream of wheat. They say, the makers of the breakfast porridge, cream of wheat, are conducting, quote, an immediate review of the brand's packaging, which prominently features a smiling black chef. Apparently, a smiling black chef is now racist. The move by B&G Foods, which is based in uh, Parsippany, New Jersey, comes on the heels of Quaker Oats announcing that its Aunt Jemima will soon be rebranded and Mars Incorporated, saying the company's Uncle Ben's rice would be changing its name. So we understand there are concerns regarding the chef image and we are committed to evaluating our packaging and will proactively take steps to ensure that we and our brands do not inadvertently contribute to systemic racism. What in the world? I wish I could swear. That is outrageous because you've got a black guy who's a chef. That's a prestigious career. You've got that guy on your path. That should be like glory. I mean, it's a hero. Why do you have to take him off just simply because of the color of his skin? Nonsense. It is. I think they should change uh, Uncle Ben to Aunt Benji and just say it's trans. He's <laughs> transgender. Um, <clears throat> it's fluid. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I I don't know how you can take any of this serious. No. Like I, I listen, you know, I, I look at the posts on Facebook and I'm, I'm just like, <sighs> for some of them, I, it's just, it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. Uh, Elmer Fudd. Uh, Looney Tunes is being rebooted on HBO. They're having a cartoon reboot of Looney Tunes. Elmer Fudd has many, has many means. What did oh, he do? Elmer Fudd has many means from USA Today, many means for cartoony violence and mayhem in HBO Max's Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, But the infamous Wabbit Hunter will not be blasting his cartoon rifle. Uh, We're not doing guns, Peter Browngart, the series executive producer and showrunner, told the New York Times. But we can do cartoony violence. TNT, the Acme stuff, all that was kind of grandfathered in. So, blowing someone to smithereens with a piece Ah. of dynamite is okay, but don't shoot them. So, no more kill the wabbit? I Uh, I don't know. He's turned into a vegetarian. As the Times explains, in one short dynamite dance, Elmer Fudd comes at Bugs Bunny with a deadly scythe, Sith, Scythe, how do you say that? Sith. Sith, yeah. Sith Lord, an an attack stopped as the hare jams a stick of lit dynamite into Elmer's mouth. That's neat. Over the course of the short animated video, the explosives get bigger as the rabbit jams dynamite in Elmer's ears, on top of his bald head, and down his pants. The relentless assault moves from rowboat to unicycle to biplane. Despite the lack of guns for FUD, the characters, like pistol-shooting Yosemite Sam, Browngart vowed to keep the original feel of the cartoons, 
considered some of the greatest in animated cartoon history. I always thought, what if Warner Brothers had never stopped making Looney Tunes cartoons? He said, as much as we possibly could, we treated the production in that way. Nope. Nonetheless, there was an outcry on social media about the lack of guns. Can you who's Yosemite Sam without his six shooters? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> the ice cream treat, the Eskimo pie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, has become the latest company to say it will undergo rebranding over offensive terminology and imagery in the wake of Black Lives Matter protests occurring so, across the U.S. So apparently Eskimos are now black. Well, okay, what does um, an Eskimo pie have in common with people who live above the Arctic Circle? <laughs> They're both frozen? So uh, what else would they have called it? According to Newsweek, the term, the name Eskimo is commonly used in Alaska to refer to people from the Inuit and Yupik indigenous groups. The term is considered derogatory because it was given by non-Inuit people and was said to mean eater of raw meat. That's what they do. <laughs> I have seen the National Geographic of them getting a seal. They hack it open and they eat it. How is that derogatory? Yeah. There's no, yeah. Uh, again, my point, <laughs> it seems to me that we will find uh. out in November whether or not our nation is going to be utterly destroyed or oh, yeah. if we have oh, any yeah. hope. But he, here's what I wonder. This uh, Elizabeth Marquez uh, is the head of marketing for Eskimo Pie's parent company, Dryer's Grand Ice Cream. Said, she said the company had recognized the term's offensiveness. Quote, we are, this is just insane, we are committed to being a part of the solution on racial equality and recognize the term as derogatory. This, is, this move is part of a larger review to ensure our company and brands reflect our people values. So here's what I'm thinking. This is now coming to a head. Uh, or at least boiling over at some level, uh, potentially because these new, these younger, uh, what are they called, uh, morons, are getting into places of head of marketing, places of diversity training in all these big companies, and they are coming with an agenda. And right now is the opportune moment. If you were waiting for the opportune moment, that was it. What's that from? Oh, yeah, that's from... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's insane. Yeah, and I don't eater I don't of raw meat. That's say. yes, I, yeah. I, Brother, faulty towers. John Cleese. <clears throat> they have oh, removed oh, oh, one of yeah. the faulty tower episodes because it was insensitive. <laughs> yeah, he got. He was bent out of shape. Oh, for but crying oh. out loud, this can't be true. What's that? Calling out the dark color of the iconic company's flagship product, coffee. Mark Dice Friday uh, facetiously asked why they had not yet, why they had yet to release a tweet in support of the black community. This aimed at 
Folgers. So Mark Dice is a commentator. He's got a radio show. He tweeted, Folgers, at Folgers, your coffee may be black, but do you support Black Lives Matter? He asked the company on Twitter. I don't see a tweet showing solidarity with the black community in this time of need like so many other brands have. This is very surprising and upsetting, he added. <laughs> Sensing they could face the wrath of a liberal mob, Folgers felt compelled to respond to Dice on Twitter. At Folgers said, We unequivocally denounce racism, intolerance, bias, violence, and injustice. We firmly stand alongside and compassionately support those who experience racism, live in fear of falling victim to the injustice, or are in despair during this painful time. <laughs> then Mark Dice said, sadly, these are just words. Have you helped Al Sharpton pay off his income taxes or donated <laughs> to any other social justice warriors like Ice Cube who are on the front lines fighting against whiteness? If not, then there's really no point in you even tweeting. Ooh, Ice Cube. That's a, that's an, uh, you know, which, which one is further up the, uh, the victim pole? Because Ice refers to... Something above, I mean, I would think oh, that it would be referring to Eskimos. I'm sorry, uh, Native Americans above the Arctic Circle. Um, <clears throat> so is he racist? Apparently, Dice also tweeted at Sharpie. You make black markers, but I can't see if you support Black Lives Matter. <laughs> That's clever to go that way. Uh, one last here, Ford has changed the debut of its 2021 Bronco once again because its planned July 9 reveal falls on the birthday of O.J. Simpson. <laughs> What's wrong the, with that? It's a Ford Bronco, <laughs> one of the iconic SUV's most infamous passengers. But it was a white SUV. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but so see, that O.J. Count. isn't black enough. I'm not saying he did right, whatever. The reveal a white woman. Uh, this from and... at, oh, a blonde at that. Uh, at Ford, <laughs> as they said, the reveal of the all-new Bronco lineup will now happen on Monday, July 13th. This is instead of July 9. We are sensitive and respectful to some concerns raised previously about the date, which was purely coincidental. Uh-huh. There's no way that was coincidental. I'm sorry. It can't be. I, now, I'm, I'm not saying... This would be funny. I heard this is actually the case. And I'm just saying this would be ironic if they switched it to July 13th. And that was, turns out that was the day that he was being chased on the freeway. Oh, man. So then, so then they had to, and then they, they picked another day and it was the day that he killed them. And then, you know, at a certain point they would, you know, run out of dates and just say, hey, we got a new one. But but let's also think a little bit cynically here, which is, you Too know, late. it's more fun. Um, <laughs> talk about phenomenal PR. Someone in the Ford PR department needs a raise. Because to pick the date of this and then to make a story out of it, they're going to so, sell Broncos like crazy. Because of racism? No, because they have they made a big deal out of O.J. Simpson's birthday. Oh, it was purely coincidental that we were planning on releasing the Bronco that we pulled for decades. 
So they they <laughs> saved a bunch of money in, yes. in their marketing. Oh yeah. Budget. Oh yeah. Yep. The thing is, for for the photographic ad campaigns for the for for cars specifically, they spend six to seven figures on photography. I'm sure, especially in a global market. I'm in the wrong biz. <laughs> I have the wrong clients. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we got to wrap this show up. I have uh, other work to get to here shortly. Um, any last uh, thought? No, I don't know. Did I answer your question? Probably no. not. No. Nope, okay. Not do, do I think we're being played? Do I think it's actually true what's happening? Um, the one thing that I think is mind blowing is the amount of people that have on taken to to the face bag and the the social medias <clears throat> to condemn. And here's something I'll read. This is from someone that is from this town that I live in. Uh, does not live here anymore, uh, and I have no issue with this person, and I actually would enjoy uh, a conversation, but <clears throat> if that ever would have happened, so if they happen to hear this, uh, I'm open. Let's have a let's have a chat. Let's do it um, on a podcast. Even let's get out there. You put this on the web. Uh, all right, yo, white friends, I'm talking to you. This is this is a direct uh, blurb on the Facebook. This this accompanied a video. I think some would call it a screed. Uh, perhaps most the most elo- not the most eloquent I've ever been, but this afternoon I was so moved to say something I wasn't concerned about sounding perfect. Okay, I appreciate some <clears throat> conviction. Please take time this weekend, this was June 12, to pause and reflect on racism and systemic injustice in America. We are not the land of the free. Today I started with 13th an extremely powerful and painful documentary about mass incarceration, police brutality, and a corrupt justice system. Now, one note on the 13th, that show, it's a documentary produced by Ava DuVray, I believe is her name. She is a black activist who has a very, very distinct agenda. So, if you watch it, just understand, this is made by a black activist who really... I would probably put her in the heavy racist category. Um, Take 100 minutes from your schedule and open your minds and hearts to this reality. A reality that many of us have not had to face because of our whiteness. Any person who identifies as white, myself included, is at best indirectly responsible for racism in this country. It is our fault for not voting not speaking up in class, at the dinner table, online, not reading and listening and seeking understanding. We may not have been the ones to build the system as it stands, but we have all perpetuated the oppression of BIPOC for generations. Or sorry, that's probably an L. No, I don't know. So Rachel, whatever that, what's that lady's name? Dolezal? Dolezal. He said... (laughs) Anybody who identifies as a right. white person, so she'd be fine. Oh, absolutely, because she clearly identified as black and played the part. Yep. Okay. We we have all contributed to the trauma of Not BIPOC, Rachel. except her BIPOC in this country. Is that black and indigenous people of color? Black BIPOC. What would that be? Uh, who knows. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just so hard for me to take these people seriously. Now is the time to take responsibility for our own individual education about racism in America. 
Now is the time to listen and donate and act and demand large-scale systemic change. Start now and never stop. I would love a conversation. Huh? You first. Oh, well, that, th- this was this was the face bag screed. Yeah, give. Yeah, you you give money first. Give Ooh. up your job <clears throat> for somebody uh, supposedly less privileged uh-huh, than uh-huh, yourself. Uh-huh. Give your house up for somebody less <laughs> privileged than yourself. Mm. Give your vehicles up for somebody less privileged than yourself. And then fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, someone commented. I just watched it on your recommendation. This talking about the 13th. Wow, so many eye-opening facts. Had no idea the profitability of the prison system in America today. Hello! That's what they do. It's slave labor. Yes, it is. That's how, that's how we get our license plates for our cars. Heck, that's how New York got their tan sanitizer. So anyway... It's a great day to be alive. <laughs> so so you do think uh, it is as bad? Uh, well, I don't know what happened to get social media. The, the people that I thought were just, I don't mean to sound rude, intelligent, are hook, line, and sinker. Into whatever this is, so they they haven't analyzed. They all they've done is they affirmed people's emotions. Correct, and and it's fascinating to me when people will watch something on the the, the television on the telescreens, as they say. Nineteen eighty four. Here you go. Go read that book. Um, th- something on the telescreens as absolute straight up truth documentaries. And reality shows, in quotes, are not that. Documentaries, by definition, have an agenda. They're telling a story. So, of course, it's going to have a side. You will not find, especially in regards to this Black Lives Matter, BIPOC, whatever it is, uh, movement, this this ideology. It's probably a theology, really. Um, You won't find anything that is produced in that vein that is not one-sided in its in its view completely yeah watch both of them and then have a discussion but sure if you're not if you're not willing to do that mm-hmm. yeah okay so i i don't think it's it's as bad as we think but i think it's way worse than we think and that sounds terrible i don't know how that makes sense <laughs> well you you said I said the to, exact opposite. Right. You said the uh-huh. exact opposite. Yeah. In some ways, it's not as bad, but in Correct. other ways, it's worse. Right. I don't necessarily think that all cops are bad. Um, I, but I do think there's a problem in the way we think about what policing is supposed to look like. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that there's something there. Um, I don't think that all white people hate black people. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. It, there's no evidence to point to that. Uh, I also don't think that black people are dumb and are are not human. That's mm-hmm. ludicrous. I don't look at someone's skin color and assume their intelligence based on that. Now, I will happen to look at someone's clothing choice and how they carry their their physical being, and that tends to have some sort of indication of 
uh, where their mind state, mind state, mind, uh, <clears throat> mindset is. But I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I could jump on the band. Oh, I lived in Africa. So I knew. I don't, I'm not going to play that game. But I never, I mean, I, I was the minority for about five months of my life. And that's nothing, I get it. But I was the minority as a white guy, little white guy in Africa. And I, I understand some of that feel. Um, but I never ever looked at the locals, the natives, the, uh, the uh, what do they call them? Eh, that's probably right. Um, Africans. The Ugandan people. I never looked at them as indigenous. Oh, indigenous. That's the word. Uh, as oh man, they are just they're they're so so far behind. Now, the reality is, infrastructurally, they are way behind the Western world. That's just true. But that doesn't mean that they are um, less human or less yeah, capable. Absolutely. Yeah. As as a human being. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's frustrating to me that that we are now being commanded to uh, only look at skin color, and if something happened in history that was bad, um, against people with darker skin, then that needs to be removed from history, and done away with because well we can't be we can't be troubled to see that, we can't have that in the square we we can't learn from history. His I think I sent the quote out to you and uh, Jay the other day. Uh, history, uh, Alan West, history is not there for us to like or dislike. It's there for us to to learn from. And I think that's a great sentiment. I don't have to like what, I don't love what happened, but what Hitler did. I don't love what Mussolini did. I don't love what Stalin did. But man, I certainly want to learn about it and figure out what in the world went on so we don't happen, it doesn't happen again. If we don't learn from history, we will repeat it. And I think that we're seeing some of that now. And it is sad. But I think the news media really is probably the most uh, to blame. Culpable, is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. This is the David Allen Show. <laughs> uh, go ahead and get your mask, because otherwise you're killing people. Um. Oh, uh, Kate Governor Commander Kate Brown, Comrade Kate Brown in uh, Oregon, the governor, the illustrious governor of there of that that place. Um, she said, and I just want to leave you with this quote from her because, man, if you can't believe this, <clears throat> I wear a face mask. She said because I don't want to accidentally kill someone. It's really that simple. So what that means is if you're not wearing a face mask, you want people to die. So I anticipate the next time we're on video like this, you have a mask on. I know we're going to do we're going to do the show like this cuz it'll be great for the listener. So is that what you're anticipating? <laughs> okay. If not, then you hate people and we'll just put that out there on Twitter, we'll cancel you. Put you on noodlegun.com. We'll get there. David from the David Allen Show would not wear a mask because he wanted people to die. <laughs> well. Oh, man. And there it is. Uh, we're going to leave you with a little bit of crazy here. <laughs> I think they got an hour of it. <laughs> 
David, just a little bit. <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com. I will try to get back here sooner than later. Uh, any last thoughts from the uh, the northern part of the world you're in? Nope. <laughs> so much northern. <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.